This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Good evening and welcome to a live broadcast of Road School Moms. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, road schooling mom to four kiddos and co-founder of Full-Time Families, the resource for your full-time RVing questions and tools and advice, coming to you live tonight from South Florida. And as always, I'm blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, also a full-time RV and mama to four road schoolers, the creator of RoadTripTeacher.com, your resource for destination-based curriculum and your educational resources for traveling homeschool families. Our crew also likes to uh, chronicle our travels at DiaryOfARoadMom.com, so we'd love to have you follow us over there. As Kimberly mentioned, she is in South Florida, as am I, and we are both so excited. Our schedules are going to come together in a few weeks at the Florida Homeschool Convention while we will be broadcasting live at that location, so we are looking forward to that. We're glad that you're joining us tonight from wherever in the world you are. If this is your first time joining us here at Road, Mo- Road School Moms, we welcome you to the show. I want to just remind you there's two ways to um, keep connected with us other than this live broadcast or if you're listening to us on the podcast replay. Um, you can still join us at the Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Road School Moms. And during our live broadcast, we always have the chat going over at roadschoolmoms.com. It's a chat tango window on that homepage that's live where you can interact with us as well. So welcome, welcome. How are you tonight, Kimberly? I'm great, Mary Beth. I had a wonderful road school week. With this week, we wrapped up our road schooling efforts for the year. As I mentioned on our post in the Facebook group, this is the first time in six years that we are officially taking summer off. So I'm really excited about what that means. Uh, the big secret is that my kiddos don't know that we, I will be um, watching them uh, for their unschooling tendencies over the next couple of weeks because I really want to see what they're going to do with themselves when left completely to their own devices. So uh, this is you know, we're coming up on on some exciting weeks in our road school. How about you, Mary Beth? How was your week? Our week was a good one. We had a kind of a quiet week here, and um, it's always good to be by ourselves. It was kind of the first week that we haven't had company in or out for a while. We celebrated my oldest's birthday starting out in the week, so we had some birthday action going on there for a couple days, and that was fun. But the rest of our week kind of wound up um, quiet. It gave us time to start on our nature journals, um, which I've been wanting to do for a couple of weeks, and I got the boys interested in that. Um, So that's always the part of the hurdle, at least for the boys, as you well know, that's always the part of the hurdle with that program is to get them interested in what you're doing. So I got them on board, and we've just kind of been quietly perusing around, and um, I've been really kind of letting them lead, to take the lead on, on how they want to proceed with that. So um, that's kind of what we've been doing. We've, we, uh, as I, we talked about in, a, in our group earlier this week, um, we have a few more weeks of our regular school schedule, so we're just kind of taking a small break from that before we hit it hard and, and finish our last week or so of uh, core curriculum is what we kind of like to call it here. Uh, before we start our summer schedule. And Mary Beth, your week and my week both incorporate your your curriculum, your regular curriculum and my regular curriculum, both incorporate Time for Learning, who is a sponsor of this week's show. So I want to run a brief um, commercial and then talk a little bit about how we use Time for Learning in our root school. Time for Learning is a fully customizable, fully scalable online homeschool curriculum. With features like automated reporting, adjustable grade levels, and award-winning service, Time for Learning helps customize a curriculum to meet your individual child's needs. From pre-K to 12th grade, you can give your children the tools to work independently, study confidently, and excel in the safety and comfort of their own home, even if it's on wheels. Instill a can-do attitude towards learning in your child. Time for Learning combines the technology kids love with the education they need to make learning fun. Visit timeforlearning.com today and enter promo code ROADSCHOOLER to begin your free trial. So if you're just joining us, we encourage you to um, 
look into our sponsor for the show, Time for Learning, and go ahead and use that promo code ROADSCHOOLER to get your free trial. Um, this is a great time. Summer is a great time to explore all different kinds of learning styles. And so um, why don't you take a break from what you're normally doing and, and see if Time for Learning is a great fit for your family. Uh, Mary Beth and I both use it. Mary Beth uses it for ma many more grades than I do. So, um, Mary Beth, will you be still using, do you take a break off of Time for Learning when you take a break for summer, or do you continue to use that? You know, we have always, this is our fourth year using Time for Learning, and we've always kind of used it year-round. Um, I probably use it more consistently um, between the months of, um, I would say, mid-September to the middle of April. Um, but my kiddos actually um, stay on time for learning all year round with um, LA Extensions, which is one, one of their favorite um, areas on time for learning, and math, because I just feel like math is something that you need to kind of keep going with. So um, if they have already moved through their grade level, so to speak, um, you know, and that you're, what I really like about time for learning is you have a grade level. Let's say that you've got a fourth grader. You also have access to the third and fifth grade um, curriculum for that um, at that particular time to be able to move back and forth bef between those. So if your if your road schooler has you know completed say the fourth grade and they're maybe you're not quite ready to be done for the year, you can move them up into that fifth grade and explore that a little bit and see you know where they fit into that category. And that's what we kind of do in the summer is just kind of see where they're at um, for those core subjects that we use, which Again, for us, is language arts, LA extensions, and math. We um, all of my kiddos this year, first, fourth, sixth, and eighth graders use um, time for learning for those subjects. Yeah, that's that's fabulous. I'm glad to have tools like that. Um, if you're not familiar with it, time for learning is a online curriculum, and and a lot of our, our road schoolers use it. So I hope that if you have not ever been introduced to time for learning, that you take the opportunity to get your free trial. I have a couple of housekeeping notes to discuss regarding full-time families before I forget. They are specifically that we have opened up sites for the 2016, I don't even know what year we're in, quite honestly. <laughs> so when I made the graphic the first time, I made, it the two, so I made it the 2013 rally. I'm like losing my mind. But anyway, the 2016 Superhero Rally, which is kicking off June 23rd in Montrose, Colorado. I'm really excited about this event. Uh, I just I see all the potential. Laura Hamilton, who is leading up this event on our behalf, has uh, shared with me a Pinterest board. And when I see all the things that she has planned, I, it just makes me go gaga. So I'm really excited about uh, what the what those pictures are going to be returned like. I'm really sad that our family can't be part of it. Every time I bring it up, my kids are like, I can't believe we're missing it. And I feel exactly the same way, but we have um, commitments on the East Coast this year, so we won't be able to go. But for all those families that do get to connect out west, we're really excited for you all. If you want more information about that event, you can go to fulltimefamilies.com and click on the Events tab. And there you'll also find that we only have six spots left remaining for the Colonial Times Rally in Bainbridge, New York, which our family will be able to attend. That's one of our East Coast commitments, um, and that is coming up in September. And then last but not least, um, uh, Sarah James is working on a resource guide for full-time families where we are collecting information about all the various resources. Mary Beth, you and I have done so many shows with so many resources. We're putting all these resources into one handy guide that will be available both online and will be given away at, at the rallies in hard copy uh, for to make life easier for traveling families. So if you have a product or service that makes life easier for traveling families, then we definitely want to hear from you. And if you're looking forward to this resource guide and you're looking specifically for resources uh, that you haven't found yet, then please go ahead and shoot me an email, Kimberly at FullTimeFamilies.com, and we'll make sure if, to see if we can find a resource that fits your needs and make sure that they get in the book. So we want to make this a really um, universal guide, something that everyone will have in their camper. So when it comes time to say, hey, who do you use for such and such, um, if they're a nationwide resource, you'll have that at your fingertips. If they're a local resource, you'll have that at your fingertips. And that's what we've been working on here at Full-Time Families. What's going on at Road to Teacher, Mary Beth? You know, um, this is a month for um, all kinds of 
beginnings and endings, endings for the year, beginnings for the um, for the next season, and um, you know it's an also a day to remember our veterans and all those um, all those that have passed um, for Memorial Day. And so we have revamped our Memorial Day study guide and added a few things to it. If you are someone that purchased the Memorial Guide in the past, then you can log right back in and get your free update. And if you would like to know more about our Memorial Day study guide and the free copy work that comes along with it, then you can check that out at roadtripteacher.com. And it's a resource that is also available in our store over at um, Teachers Pay Teachers. So if you're a person that likes to um, Purchase your things over at Teachers Pay Teachers so that you can keep it in your, um, you know, keep it in your locker, so to speak, um, on that site. Then you're more than welcome to go over there as well because we sell all of our resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. I love that. That's so. It's such a such a great website, Teachers Pay Teachers. There's so many wonderful, cool things mm -hmm. to say, see, especially the it is, um, especially your offerings. It's, I I go there quite often to find curriculum, especially like on the spot, like say 10 a.m. I decide it's time for an XYZ lesson. Well, I just head right. right over to Teachers Pay Teachers and, and download it immediately. And I, I just love how accessible and how much information is at that site. It's a great site. I like about it, which I didn't really, It's when I started using it, I didn't think about it. But if you've never used it, and if you're a road schooler, someone that's on the road a lot, and maybe don't keep paper access to things, what I really like about it, if you two things. Number one, if you find something that you don't need right now, but you know you're going to use later, you can keep it on your wish list, which I love, because then you can go back and find it. Um, but let's say you buy something now, and you but then you don't end up using the whole thing, or maybe you have, you know, someone that's going to come, you know, use it in a year from now or whatever. You keep those resources. The downloads are always there. Um, and so, you know, it's not like you have to carry a filing cabinet full of all these resources around because it's always there for you to be able to print out, you know, if you want to print out 10 pages of a certain um, subject guide or whatever this week you can. And then three weeks from now you can print out, print out the next 10 pages. So just a little note, one other reason that I really like that website. Yeah, that's some great flexibility. That helps a lot especially when we don't want too much stuff in the camper all at once. Uh, exactly. I'm checking out our Facebook group, and I'm loving these peaks at the weeks that the Road School Moms are sharing with us. I, I just, I'm looking at Janice Hyde, and um, although they, her, her kiddos, people in her family was sick, she says, our Road School Week last week was lame. <laughs> uh, I guess it, but you just hear her saying that too. Yeah. Monday, uh, Annie watches. They helped hang a massive yarn bomb. That's really fun. They hiked a lava tube cave. They played with the cat, had hail and snow, and uh, they posted sleepy and sick pictures of Molly just for fun. But even that lame week is pretty exciting to me. Uh, any kind of yarn bombing has got my interest. Uh, the Folches, uh, I guess, spent the week in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, a lot of families are um, walking, through, going through Washington right now. Um, oh, the uh, where are they? I'm looking at all these pictures. <laughs> it's amazing. The James Gang uh, moved from their location in South Florida by us to um, Orlando and uh, went to Gatorland. That's really cool. Uh, and got to hold a giant python. I'm happy for them. I'm not going to be holding pythons any soon, anytime soon, but I'm glad that they <laughs> like doing that. <laughs> the Cenos have been spending time in, um, where is this? Virginia, huh. I think. They're in Virginia. Virginia, somewhere. that's right. They are. They're, they're I can't think, Jamestown area. And uh, they've got all sorts of pictures. There's a really great library very close to the Thousand Trails in Williamsburg. It's like a hot skip and a jump. You can practically ride your bike there, and it's an awesome library. And then the Duvergies have been playing hometown tourists. They went back home early to surprise um, Jamie's mother for Mother's Day last week, and they've posted a whole bunch of pictures of what it's like to be, you know, to be on one of those vacations. Very cool. Well, if you um, are on the group, we'd love to get a peek at your week, and um, you can post that anytime during the week. We like to post it on Sundays if that's a good time for you. If not, post it whenever you feel like. Just give us a peek of what your road school week looks like. It doesn't have to be anything. I, you know, we don't have to see crazy pictures of kids with noses in books. We want to see how you're out and about learning. So that's a great place to go post your peaks of the week and see what other people are doing. This show tonight is all about college, Mary Beth. And if you um, are a homeschool mom or a road school mom, chances are that you've 
sat there and considered, hmm, should I be preparing my children for a college education or should I not? Should I, uh, you know, is that the right direction for all of my students, each of my students, any one of my students? What should we do? So um, I, you know, you and I had done the show with Jay Forty, who is on the Get Your Kids Ready for Life podcast. That's a great podcast. If you've never tuned into that podcast, I suggest that you, as soon as you, you're done listening to the show, go find one of his shows to listen to. They are so educational and just full of resources for helping parents help children make that transition. And I, I just love talking to Jay. So Jay decided, uh, he said that he would come back and join us anytime. So we took him up on that offer to discuss college. So without further ado, Jay Forty, thank you so much for joining us again. Welcome back to Road School Mom. Thanks, ladies. Great to be with you. Well, uh, if, for our listeners who haven't heard the Get Kids Ready for Life show yet or the show that we did with you probably a year ago, can you introduce yourself to the community? Sure. Um, I am a parent, um, a coach, and a motivational speaker. And the biggest thing that I talk about is the thing that took me forever in my own life to, to figure out, which is who am I and where do I belong? What is the work that we can do as parents to help our kids become more aware of what they're good at, what they love, and what matters to them? so that they can figure out where in this big world they belong. And that's a big lesson both for parents and kids. How do we help parents not be so directive about where their kids are or going or should they go to college and what's, you know, what should life be, but rather how do we help them discover what it is that they're really great at and how to build their life around what they do best. And that leads to this discussion and a whole lot of other discussions. Can you tell us um... – a little bit, Jay, about the climate and the ideas surrounding the traditional four-year college degree um, as it pertains to what employers might be looking for when they choose or looking at the applicants for a job. Yeah, now, and, and the good thing in talking to your group is that, that, you know, you are people who look at the world differently. And so so there is a conventional perspective that kids after high school go to college and after college you get jobs and then everything just works out. And that's been a story we've been telling ourselves for a very long time. It doesn't mean any of it's true. A couple of alarming statistics are that um, about half of the kids that start college never finish. And about, uh, on average, it takes close to six years to get a four-year degree. And I'm not saying that college isn't the right choice, but I'm saying that what employers want is someone prepared for what it is that whatever the career is or the, the work will be, and if college is needed in that process, how are we on purpose intentionally choosing where we go and if we go? So the better question is if we need college, if we want college, and does what we want to do in life, any part of life, at least what we're going to do next, require the training that I would get at college? Then we start to become clear enough in order to make some of these big decisions. Today's... um workplace, what most managers say is that even coming out of college, most kids are not ready to be in the workplace. They have not learned the fundamental skills on how to be in a workplace, how to look at a financial statement, how to be on a team, how to handle some of their own life events. So college isn't always preparing our kids for what's going on in the world. And a big part of that is that college is always held tight to its understanding that its job is to educate, not to get people ready for work. That's two very different missions. But colleges are now starting to realize that, that the price of college is so significant that in order for it to be a valuable investment, that they are starting to change their curricula in order to get you know kids or students far more specifically ready for very um, uh, or I should say, ready for very specific things at the time of the graduation. You know, that's uh, really interesting, um, the perspective of colleges and what colleges thought college degrees were for and what, uh, you know, the general populace thinks college degrees are for. It seems that somewhere along the line, something got confused. Uh, do you think a student should go should look to go straight from high school graduation to college? Do you think that's a wise choice? Well, here again, you know, there isn't a one size fits all. In fact, you had a couple of um, great lines about this as we were talking about this. You know, at the beginning when you were introducing it, 
Each of your kids might be different. College might be a perfect choice for some and that they're ready for it right after high school. And for others, they're just not. Um, the, the tipping point, if we can call it that, the thing that parents need to help their kids with, from my perspective, watching it, is just how do we help them become aware or more aware of what their greatest abilities and interests are? And then how do we help them see what the choices in the world are? And when they start putting these two pieces together, the next question is, for me to show a big to something that I want to do, do I need to go to college? Is there college a requirement to get me ready, for instance? In certain engineering fields, <clears throat> that's the right way to go through to, to get a degree and learn some of those fundamentals to be in a field like that. But it doesn't mean you have to do it right after high school, and it doesn't mean that it has to be done in a conventional way. And I think if we just allow ourselves the conversation, the big question, what do I want to do next after high school? Am I ready to be in college? Do I want it? And does it, does it give me the thing that I need in order to advance my career? Then we're starting to talk about really important things. Until then, we're just getting pushed along the way everybody says either go to college or don't go to college. And neither one might be the right choice. So what conversation should we be having instead? That, that kind of leads right into my next question, which is, um, do you think that if we have a road schooler that has, is, that has absolutely no desire in their mind for higher education, I mean, at what point do we still try to persuade them to follow that higher education path? Do we still, you know, push them in that direction? Or, you know, at what point and, and how is the best way to approach that you know that situation i don't I don't know that that the the pushing of a kid in in the direction of either school and not school is ever a good decision. I think you know one of the things I noticed that, about parents is that that we have been i I was going to say trained, but I just think conditioned is a better word that we should be guiding our kids or pushing our kids in certain directions and I'm not saying that kids should not have any guidance. But how do we guide and support them to make some investigation about the things that really get their interest and get their attention? We do know, based on research from the Gallup organization, that when somebody shows up into something that aligns with the way that they think and aligns with their passions or their interests, they perform better. And so the clarity or the, the, the investigation of the first conversation we have with our kids is what seems to be getting your attention? and does whatever that is need education for you to get better at it? The formal education, like college education. There are so many other wonderful programs that people could take from a skill or a training or a trade that could give them the quality of life that they want, the you know the connection to an interest or a passion or an ability that they have. <clears throat> so the requirement that that after high school comes college is one that I really challenge every parent. Uh, to, to rethink. It doesn't have to happen, but at the same time, it's not a bad thing. It just needs to be chosen on purpose. I think there's a general um, great deal of fear because there's the generation of our grandparents who who predominantly did not have access to college education. Most of them were immigrants and um, knew that uh, equated education to opportunity. And then the next generation, which really was, was pushed really hard into higher education because that was the only ticket out, right? And then there's our generation who went along for the ride because that's what our parents do, did. And now here we are at the next generation where a bunch of parents asking ourselves, well, you know, we're still paying our college loans. We're in our 40s, and we're still paying our college loans, and we're not seeing that return on investment that we thought we would see from these degrees. And But there's still that fear that we're doing a disservice to our children if we don't push them. What do you, what do you say to assuage that fear for families? Well, I think, the, you know, the, the world is noisy, loud, and pushy, right? So... Um, sometimes the loudest voice, just because it's loud, doesn't mean it's true. And I think the pressure for us to say that, look, you know, success happens as you move through high school into college, college into grad school, grad school into big job, and 
And for some people, that's very true. But I think for the greatest number of people, that's not true. There are uh, so many people who are working off their loans from school because they studied majors that didn't fit them, because they went to college when they either weren't ready or they studied something that didn't suit them. They listened to people around them and, and got themselves into majors or schools that that prepared them for nothing particular that they wanted to do. In fact, earlier today I was having a conversation with some friends and we were talking about whether any of our degrees had any bearing on the things that we do now. And that doesn't mean that education and constantly learning, this love of learning, could be something we could completely inspire in our kids. But with the access to information today, in today's world, it isn't the same as it was when we were in school, that we had to go to these environments in order to keep pushing the edge of learning. But in today's technology, we have the ability, if we are a learner, to constantly learn Now, there may be some requirements. To be in a job requires a certification or a graduation or a diploma or something. So, yes, we have to be aware of that. But I think asking our kids, you know, to see what their feel about education is. And and I mean, when I mean education, I mean formal education. I'm an advocate of informal education all the time. So in a world that constantly changes, we should always be learning. And we should encourage our kids to be part of that not to sit back and let the world go by them, but also not to get pushed into things that don't suit them. And and I think in today's world, we have the ability of noticing in an easier way places, opportunities to add value that don't require the conventional way of doing it. So I think there is as much an opportunity for us to be successful in life, not always following a college path, as following a college path. And it varies with the kids. You know, which ones are, are you know, natural-born innovators or entrepreneurs and can just take an idea and go with it. A little bit of schooling will help them, but it's certainly not going to be the reason why they fly. They fly because of who they are. And there will be others who really like a conventional path, and that conventional path makes them feel secure, helps the pieces all line up beautifully, and then they move into a world that's a little bit more structured. And I, I think the conversation about that is a really important thing that we start early with our kids to let them know that there are choices and that they have a voice in those choices. So if you have a, you know, so if we have a road schooler that decides that they are, you know, that they know that they're not going to college, what, you know, what other avenues do we have or resources to send them on um, to help them choose the right career path or the right area of, of, you know, or what, what their fit is? Yep. Yeah, and that's a really good question. So so what's next is a really good question. Um, now that you're done with high school, you're not done. It just means you're beginning the next chapter. And if the chapter isn't laid out for you formally like through college, then what are some of the choices that you have? So work is one. Um, some form of trade education might be another. A gap year might be something that a student needs to say, look, I'm not quite ready to make that decision but I need to do some investigation. What are the kinds of things that I might do? Now, talking to your group, I mean, many times your lives are like gap years where you are exposing your kids to all of these amazing things, seeing it with them so that you are broadening their view of what choices they have in today's world. But the next step would be, you know, so where do you want that next step to be? When we coach kids at that age who are not exactly sure whether college is for them, we ask them to answer these couple of questions. What are you intrinsically good at? In other words, what are your strengths? What are your passions? In fact, we ask them that first. What lights up for you? When you look at today's world, what gets your interest? That's the place you should land. Something there is going to be the place that you will be happiest. Why not land there? Meaning, look at the opportunities in that area. What roles are there that need um, what you're good at plus what your interest is? And then say, okay, if this is what it is, what are the things I need to be working on now so I can get that job or go in that direction or get that um, certification or in in whichever direction it's going? So the two questions, sorry, long-winded answer, the two questions that we help our kids with most to ask or to answer the question what's next is, What are you really interested in? And when you see the opportunities in the areas that um, you have great interest, what also aligns with your abilities? 
where is there a place for you to start doing that in a way that could lead to a job, <clears throat> a career, or even a calling? Well, I love that. Now, you and I have talked extensively, and, and you've mentioned to me that you are a coach on college campuses and that a lot of times um, the college kids that you find coming in are woefully unprepared for college. If your kiddo is looking for higher education, what what would you want those parents to to have done to better prepare them for that education for that next yeah. year? So a, a big one is to is to hold their kid responsible for the the prep work to decide if it's college then which college. Now many times we get pushed into thinking that we have to go to a particular school that you know the press on the street is that you know fancy schools, big schools, popular schools are the ones that we need to go to. Uh, when what we really need to do is to be really clear of what kind of environment would a school offer that would really matter to us. So the big thing that we coach um, students in is, are you clear of what it is that you think you would like college to help you with? Because the right way to think about college is not college, but what's going to happen after it. College is just one more of the steps to prepare you to be ready for life. So be very clear about what it is that you think this college will help you with. And that's up for our kids to figure out. I mean, we we can help them figure out, but that's up to them to start researching which schools will create the right environment, have the right amount of technology, have the right geography, have the right culture, will allow their, our kids to be who they really are. These are all things that we think about in order to start to choose a college because we're trying to create uh, an, an opportunity for us to show up big to an environment that will help us grow in every direction. There are so many colleges to choose from that the idea here is choose a school, first of all, that will deliver to you the education that will advance you on the road that you would like to be on. And secondly, look at what that college is and what kind of environment, culture, uh, opportunity, class size, all of those suit you. Um, one of the things I tell kids all the time is, I got into a big Ivy League school um, when I was applying to colleges. I didn't go to it because it was scattered all over a city, and I wanted to go to a college that had a set of gates where I went through and I had a campus, and, and I felt like I was part of a community. And I went to a much smaller school that was perfect for me because the environment allowed me to soar in lots of directions instead of feel like I was lost in a big city. <clears throat> so that, I knew what I wanted, but, but at the same time, I also was particular about the environment I needed to be in that suited who I was. These are the big questions that I think parents have to guide and support our kids to discover. But the thing I like to tell parents most is that it is really, this is a, a perfect opportunity to help a kid, your kid be really responsible to do this work and bring the results back to you as a parent and then talk about it. There's a big problem for a, a lot of kids who show up to, to college, including the one that I teach at, because the parents have done all this work for them, have pushed them into something, and now they find themselves in a college that does not suit them, doesn't have the right major, it's the wrong size, wrong geography, because the parent took over and did all this work for them. That makes perfect sense, and I think um... – I think so many times, like you're saying, you know, there's like the big Ivy League schools or a big 10 school, and, you know, it's all about, um, you know, that piece of paper at the end that you're going to have, and then, you know, it's like you said, what does that even really mean? Um, so I love all that information that you just said, and I don't want to seem like all my questions keep are on the nay side of college because that's not it, but again, I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so if my road schooler decides not to go to college... What I mean is he gonna isn't he gonna be at a considerable disadvantage with a college educated um, person at at the end of the day, you know, five years from now or ten years from now? I, I don't think so for a couple of reasons. One is you know the world isn't the same world it was in at the time when we were earning degrees, and the entrance fee for work was a college degree. Today's entrance fee is the cleverness and the wiseness that you have to do something that the world thinks is valuable. So 
we can go back to conventional jobs. And if you have a if you have a a, a student or a teen who is a conventional thinker wants to be part of conventional America, but but I'm kind of thinking it's not if there have been low schools, right? That yeah. that they've seen the world differently. <clears throat> that that the conventional part may not be for them. Now that's again that's not to say that college isn't right, but it's to say when we're looking at the world, the way that people find opportunity is to say what am I good at, and where in today's world could I do it? Where is there a place for me to add value and make a difference that somebody might want to pay me for? And in that identification of that, you may find they may find opportunities to sort doing things that they're really good at without a requirement that they do college. Like I said before, I'm, I'm an avid proponent of learning. How do we encourage our kids to always be learning? But conventional roads don't always serve unconventional kids. And, and if we could identify which of our kids are conventional and unconventional, we could start to give them a little bit more freedom to figure out how to navigate those next couple of steps. And though the loud voices say you should always have a college education, many times those loud voices are coming from the colleges. This is what we do. And, and like I said, I'm a big proponent for colleges. I think college is wonderful, but I don't think it's wonderful for everyone. And I think the biggest thing we need to do is choose it on purpose instead of to think it's the default thing that we do after high school or to think that our careers will be jeopardized if we didn't get a degree. Well, that's those are really very wise words, and, and I and I love how you put that. Um, uh, you and I, you you've alluded to one of your tips that I have taken with me since we've had our talk, and that's always what's next. Asking yourself what's next, and asking that to your children, what's next, and your your students. The other thing that you taught me was um, how to make an intentional decision. Can you share that with our listeners? The the one that starts with stop. Yeah, um, the five little words that, that help us be more present. Stop, I'll say the words and I'll quickly, quickly um, review them. Stop, notice, consider, choose, act. If I could stop, meaning if I could pay attention in this moment, I could notice the information that's here. And that noticing information is about me. What am I good at? What do I love? What do I see in today's world? <clears throat> and... With that information, I then could ask this question, what could I do with this? In other words, what could I consider? What are my options here? In other words, what's next? What, what could I do that's next? When I stop and notice, I give myself way more information than what most people do. Most of us are not that present, so we're not paying attention to gather the information in this moment to make our next moment better. So when we gather this information, we give ourselves more, more options more things to consider. So going to college, not going to college are just things to consider. I haven't made a decision yet. I simply consider. So stop and notice, then consider. When I've expanded my list of things to consider, I then choose the one that's best for the moment. And then I act. So stop, notice, consider, choose, act. I love that, and I have really incorporated that into my life as much as possible um, in in every aspect, and been trying to model that for my children, so that um, so that they'll be really very present. Because those are that's that's just such a great tool that you shared with us on the last show, and that you shared with me in in person when we met for lunch that day. So. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and to talk, to discuss college yay or nay. Where can our listeners find you on the Internet, Jay? Um, thank you, Kimberly. Um, I can be found on a couple of websites, but the, the best one to find me on is um, readyforlife.me. That's ready, the number four, life.me. <clears throat> Excuse me, all of our work that focuses on parents and students or teens including our program called the College Camp and Career Possibilities and some of the tools that we have in order to help parents help their kids discover, develop, and live who they really are can be found on readyforlife.me. And you can always find me via email at jjay at thegreatnesszone.com. 
Thank you so much. And um, when you and I were emailing back and forth, you told me that on your readyforlife.me site, there's a free talent assessment tool that both kids and parents can use. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, yes. and this is um, – I'm, uh, I'm glad to share this with everybody. It's called Three About Me, and it's a free talent assessment. It takes you about 10 or 12 minutes to go through a little online test. Not a test, but it's an assessment. There's no right or wrong answer. What it does is it, as it, as you answer some questions, it starts to create for you the way your brain is processing, and it gives you practical words to show the way that your your brain works. And another way to say that is what your strengths are. So you, in the process, may find out if you're competitive, driven, focused, empathetic, friendly, upbeat. So we have all these different words that we share back with you to help you start to see the way that you see the world. And when you know that, you can start to then look at that world and say, where are the opportunities that need someone who thinks like I do? And so, but it's a really hard thing if we don't know what our words are. So three about me, it's on the Ready for Life website. Uh, You click on the tab, Young Adults, scroll down a little bit, you'll see it. Three about me, it's free. You can share it with all your friends and uh, it's good for, uh, it's, it's been built for anybody 10 years old and older. Well, that that is perfect, and that's really a, a great stepping stone for everyone listening tonight to go and do that. And we will have the links to that and, and Jay's sites and podcasts in the show notes about this show at RoadSchoolMoms.com. So thanks again, Jay, for joining us. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again sometime. Great. I look forward to it. Travel safe, everyone. Thanks. Thank you. I don't know about you, Barry Best, but I have a fresh perspective. Yeah, me too. I always like to listen to how he puts things. He makes it just sound like it all, you know, two plus it's two so exactly yeah, equals I know. four, right? I know. I love talking And how he him. thinks things. Like, I absolutely love the thing about, you know, the world is noisy, loud, and pushy, and just because it's loud doesn't mean it's true. Like, how I love that. I'm, I think I'm going to have a T-shirt made for that. <laughs> you and I could have a whole little wardrobe of nuggets right? <laughs> Our expectations are out of whack. The world is noisy, loud, and pushy. I love it. Um, Don't be scared. Yeah. Be prepared. We should have a whole exactly. show just on that. We, yes, exactly. You know, and I really, listeners, if you have not listened to Jay's podcast, I, I strongly urge you to check it out because there's not been one show that I have clicked play on that I haven't learned something from. Just a, a wonderful resource on the net and in iTunes. Um, goodness, you know, I was doing some research for the show and I looked up U.S. News and World Report top 100 best jobs for 2016 and it became immediately obvious to me that the majority of the top 25 best jobs, and I want to say probably good 19 out of 25, are all based in the healthcare industry as a result of our longevity as a society. Um, the first number one job they say is orthodontist. Uh, then second is dentist. The number three is computer systems analyst. So in this top 25, if it's not um, healthcare related, then it's web or computer related. Uh, no big surprise there. And this is of course for America, pediatrician, psychiatrist, anesthesiologist, OBGYN, um, but down here at number, well, number 17, statistician, because I guess because we're living so long, we need more numbers to figure out what it will be <laughs> that we're doing next. And then I love this one, Mary Beth, especially for, for kids who are road schooled, the 21st job out of the top 100 is cartographer. Isn't that amazing? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to share that list, a link to that list on our podcast for tonight's tonight's show. Yeah. Great list. You know, I uh, was listening to Jay and thinking um, while I was listening to him, thinking about my kiddos and what they show a propensity for and how I can help them, encourage them in those areas to turn that passion that they have into a career, you know, um, I'm a proponent of saying that money is a tool, 
And mm-hmm. so I would prefer that my children find some sort of opportunity for income that doesn't rob them of an opportunity for life. And that's what people in our realm are, are you know, breaking out of and uh, desperately seeking an opportunity to live your life and fund your dreams. And so I, I really hope that, that we have done a good job of modeling that for our kids so that they can turn their passions into uh, an income stream um, like we have. Because I, I tell you, I, I work tirelessly on full-time families, but I am 99% of the time I don't feel like I'm working because I feel so passionately about these families and about um, these opportunities to live an intentional lifestyle with your children while they're still young. So um, just a, a great blessing that I'm in this. And I know that you feel the same way when it comes to Rotary Teacher. I know that when you're in the zone, you don't even feel like you're working, right? Yep, that's absolutely right. You said it really well. And I, I think that, um, you know, if that's one thing that I hope my kiddos get out of our lifestyle and, and uh, you know, I've always been fortunate enough to work from home. I mean, since day one, I've always worked for myself in some form of, or capacity. And so I hope that's what I have um, passed on to my kiddos is, you know, that you really do have to figure out how to, you know, and, and you got, you've got to enjoy what you're doing because if you don't, it's going to catch up at some, you know, in some way or another, you know, even financially, it's, you know, that's, it's inevitable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm just, uh, I'm just excited. You know, um, one of the things I really want to talk to Jay about, but we didn't get time to in this interview, was um, the, the what the climate will look like, what the environment, the employment environment will look like when our children are entering the workforce, because so much has changed. Uh, I want to take a break and run our sponsors, uh, a word from our sponsor, and then get right back to that thought. Time for Learning is a fully customizable, fully scalable online homeschool curriculum. With features like automated reporting, adjustable grade levels, and award-winning service, Time for Learning helps customize a curriculum to meet your individual child's needs. From pre-K to 12th grade, you can give your children the tools to work independently, study confidently, and excel in the safety and comfort of their own home, even if it's on wheels. Instill a can-do attitude towards learning in your child. Time for Learning combines the technology kids love with the education they need to make learning fun. Visit timeforlearning.com today and enter promo code ROADSCHOOLER to begin your free trial. So um, even just having an online curriculum, you know, as as the promotion was playing, I was thinking, wow, what a world we live in. We live in a world where not only can you go to college online if that's your choice, but you can go to grammar school, middle school, and high school online, in your home, in your pajamas. What an amazing world we live in. And what, does, what will the workforce look like in, um, in the next 10 years, 5, 10 years, when our children are starting to join it? As, as it is now, you know, I'm constantly saying, my children purchase and read books that are written by children their age. I mean, when I was growing up, if someone, if a 12-year-old, 13-year-old had published a book, it would be nationwide news. And now you can go on Amazon, you can publish your own book all on your own, you can put a little price tag, buy it now on it, and you can start making money immediately. Wow, (laughs) it's mind-blowing. And look at, at you and I, Mary Beth, and how we fund our travels by, um, you know, just literally creating businesses from from needs that went unmet. It's just an amazing time. And anyone who has the propensity, even whether they be a, a road school child or, a, you know, an adult who's looking to transition to a location-independent lifestyle, anyone in this culture, in this day and age, has the opportunity to create an income stream based on just about anything. It's incredible. It is incredible. And I think, you know, the more that, you know, I know, and I know you feel the same way, but the more that we're in this lifestyle and the more freedom that we've given our kiddos to see, I mean, I think, at least for me, I can tell you more about what my kids' passions are now than I ever could have 
if they were learning outside of my home, you know, six, eight hours a day. You know, it's really easy for me to tell you right now that I know, you know, I can tell you one of my road schoolers, I'll remain, he'll remain lameless, but he's not going to go into a field where math is a big part of his job. That's not something he's enjoys. He's not something he's good at. It's not part of what he's going to do, you know. And I don't know that I, I, I don't know that I would have known this that early in the, you know, this early in the game had I not spent so much time with him, you know, so I, it's just a huge blessing to me to really know my kiddos and know what direction they're going. And I love, um, you know, all of Jay's, um, you know, direction and, and, and how to, you know, how to kind of get a feel for that. And I think it's, um, I don't know, I just think it's a blessing for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. There's just, uh, being so invested in our children as we are as road schooling parents and just, just by the sheer amount of time we spend with one another, um, we're in a really good position to see where their passion lies and, uh, help encourage those things. So again, it's just a lot of fear. I think there's a lot of fear. You know, we did a poll mm -hmm. on Road School Moms Facebook group about, um, how people felt about college. And the poll question right. was, how important is preparing your road schoolers for college to you? And um, the options were somewhat important, college is overrated, very important, the decision is all theirs. Those received a smattering of votes. The overwhelming option that received 90% of the votes was our focus is on preparing them for the real world, college, entrepreneurs, travelers, coffee barista, or whatever. And I, I just love that. Um, mm -hmm. I really love that. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to leave God out of this discussion because really a lot of times we do what we do because God puts it on our heart. And um, letting our children, giving our children the opportunity to um, focus their interests based on what God puts on their heart is another opportunity that we have as road schoolers when we don't have to adhere to school curriculums. We, you know, we have the opportunity to train them up and to train them in ways that helps them to, to hear very clearly what God has to say to them. And also, again, for us as parents to model what it looks like when God puts something on your heart. Do you find that too? I do, and I think that leads right into a show that we done um, about a month ago, you know, about, you know, the talents that God gives us, um, you know, and, and how, you know, we really are, you know, we really need to use those those talents that God gives us because that, you know, that that's what he's, he's put that on our heart. He's put that into, you know, their, our, you know, their little brains, our brains, whatever, um, and that, that's really where we're going to develop our full potential you know, is with that. So, you know, I just think that's all the pieces of the puzzle to make it, I you do know, too. to make a successful picture. Yeah, I do too. And if you hadn't listened to that show yet, go ahead and go find that show at roadschoolmoms.com because uh, that was, um, that was a, that was a really good, it just, it just gave me a lot of encouragement that show to, to speak, to just work that out with you. Like how do you discern what your God God's gifts are to your children, and then how do you help encourage your children to live uh, their life for God? So, good shows, all good shows. You know, this week um, we've been working on. Uh, you know, we're done with school, as I mentioned in the top of the broadcast, but uh, that doesn't mean the learning's over. Just like Jay said, he's a proponent of uh, unstructured learning, and obviously, road schoolers and unstructured learning go hand in hand. That's a lot of what it's all about. We have gotten clued into um, mail order mysteries, and we received our mail order mystery. It seems that there's a pirate treasure from one of our ancestors buried in a wall in an island uh, somewhere in the Indian Ocean, and uh, these letters keep coming to us uh, from all different areas, one from a museum, one from the police, one from the editor of Shark and Pirate magazine. It has been such a fun experience to be a part of this mail order mystery. Um, and if you look at my peak for the week, you'll see 
our kiddos with one of the letters that we received. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. You can tune in in June, I believe. I'm going to check it out right now, but I believe it's June 5th. We will be talking about these mail-order mysteries with the creator of them, Suzanne. So um, that's just been a lot of fun. And if you uh, want more information right now because you just can't wait, you can go to mailordermystery.com and find out more about this pirate mystery that our family has been embarking on. Um, also, I encourage you, if you need prayer, if you need any prayer in your life or any intentions, we have a dedicated prayer group. We are blessed by a uh, ministry of women who set time aside specifically to pray for your intentions. And if you need to get connected to that, it's as easy as an email. All you have to do is send an email to rsmprayers, that's Road School Moms Prayers, RSM Prayers at gmail.com, and you will receive a response uh, almost immediately that your prayer, has been, prayer request has been received, and then you'll receive contact from our prayer team. So uh, I encourage you, if you need prayer, to go and do that. I myself have submitted my own prayer request to that, and I find a lot of comfort in knowing that I have a community of support praying on behalf of my intentions to our Heavenly Father. I do as well. You know, that brings me uh, to a subject. You know, when we usually mention this on the show and we haven't done it for a few weeks, so I just want to remind our listeners, if um, you're listening on a replay or listening live tonight, our Facebook group, there are two Facebook um, groups and or pages that you can find us at at Road School Moms. Our regular fan page is just an open page that um, has all our listings of all of our shows. You can keep up with what Kimberly Kimberly and I both are doing um, on our own and together, um, but our Facebook group is actually a closed group, and the reason it's closed is because it's a um, you know we want it to be a safe place for you to post your um, your concerns, post your thoughts, post your encouragements um, for for other moms this week, um, and just we want that to be a safe place. So just know that like our prayer um, our prayer team, anything that you do with us is you know it's a safe place. Um, so come join us and. Um, we, we like to share your world from wherever you're at. If you are listening to us over um, at iTunes on a replay, please be sure and leave us a review. Katie and I, of course, love four or five stars, but if it's less than that, that's okay. Send us an email to Kimberly at fulltimefamilies.com or info at roadtripteacher.com, that's me, and let us know what we can do to better serve you. And don't forget when you're done to send me that email for sure. Let me know you've done the review so I can send you the free digital product of your choice from the learning shop over at roadtripteacher.com. Well, until we meet again, Mary Beth, next week, same time, same channel. Next week we are talking with uh, Felice Gerwitz on options, homeschooling options for the middle school years. I'm really excited about that. And then you know we'll be coming to you live from the FPEA convention. If you're going to the convention, go ahead and send us an email so that we know to look for you. Yes. We're going to have uh, special T-shirts, so we'll be easy to find. <laughs> You know, I was looking at the right option. I think I mentioned this. I was looking at um, some beauty queen sashes, some tiaras, <laughs> some pink satin jackets. But I uh, I went with the t-shirts because they seem to be the most um, acceptable, I guess. Hallelujah! <laughs> I like my vote is silver satin jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so crazy. Well, I can't wait. Two weeks from tonight, we'll be together, same location, doing our live broadcast from, uh, well, it'll be recorded live, right? But we'll have yeah. been at the um, at the convention, and I hope that we meet, get to meet some of our listeners out there. I know for me, I'm looking forward to several of the exhibitors there. We're going to be bringing that um, bringing that with us to the show. Um, so if you're out there listening and you have uh, looked at that exhibitor list for the Florida Homeschoolers Convention um, and you have something that you want us to find out for you or, uh, you know, send that to us on a Facebook message, send Kimberly and I um, an email. We'd love to find out that information for you. Absolutely. And that's all I've got tonight, Mary Beth. Okay, well, we hope you have an awe-inspiring week. Kimberly and I want you to come back and join us again next week, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Eastern Time 
on Sunday night right here on the Ultimate Radio Homeschool Network from wherever in the world you are. Until then, we want you to remember to encourage your other road school moms from across the miles. Until next Sunday night, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your road school moms on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.